welcome to this talk from Emmaus Road, a church with congregations in Guildford and Woking in the UK. To find out more about who we are and what we're up to, please visit us online at EmmausRoad.com. Hey, how you doing? Well, some of you are good. That's so good to hear. Um, Mrs. C, why don't you come up? Nikki's going to do the reading for us. We don't... Like, just so you know, at home, I don't say Mrs. I normally call her Mrs. C, but it's like, you know, it's just, she calls me Mr. Cusack. Um, my kids call me father. Okay, I'm going to do the reading. So we're reading from Mark 8, 34 to 36. Then he called the crowd to him, along with his disciples, and said, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me and for the gospel will save it. What good is it for someone to gain the whole world, yet forfeit their soul? So we are starting a new four-week mini-series on the lead-up to Easter called The Way of the Cross. This is the first week of that. And um, I know many of you use it, but if you don't, I really want to encourage you to go on to EmmausWay.uk and uh, Chris and Eric, mostly Chris, actually. Chris, give us a wave. Chris, thank you. Let's give him a round. Thank you for everything that you do. Like producing the amazing resources that mean that collectives can have uh, and and people around the world can have amazing discussions. We really appreciate it. Thank you. So Chris is the person who puts together the amazing amazing guides, discussion guides that go along with these talks. Um, This talk runs in parallel to the, the, the resource, but will, it just gives a slightly different perspective. So I really want to encourage you, emmausway.uk, uh, go look at the resource, either as you're in a collective or by yourself, and I promise you, you'll benefit from it. So I want to start by asking a question. What does it mean to you to know real life? To feel fully alive. When was the last time you felt fully alive? Often we think it means great experiences. Um, I've talked about my friend Piers before, but my friend Piers goes through phases. Uh, He went through the rowing phase, he went through the cycling phase, and then he got into the hang gliding phase. And he said, soaring through the air like a bird was the most amazing thing. His wife said the most amazing thing was when that phase was over. (laughs) For others of us, it isn't uh, experiences like that that make us feel alive. It's just being in the great outdoors, just looking at the view and going, wow, that's breathtaking, that's amazing. You feel alive when you, you feel like you connect with something when that happens. For some people, it's listening to beautiful Music, or in my kid's case, it's music. But they feel alive when they listen to music. 
For me, it's having a house full of people, having a house full of friends, sitting around uh, late at night by the fire, just sort of talking the night away. That is when I feel really alive. One of the great claims of Jesus is, one of the great promises of Jesus is he said, I have come that you would know life in all its fullness. Life to the max. Life that is more amazing than experiences, incredible views, beautiful music, life that is more than a house full of friends or late nights sat by the fire. And in this passage, he begins to unpack what it means to follow him. Because at this point in his ministry, in his life, hordes of people were sort of, you know, they were, they were surrounding Jesus. They wanted just to be with Jesus. They wanted to hear what he had to say. They wanted just to be in proximity to him. And so at this point, this is the moment where he says, well, yeah, you want to follow me? And I was like, yeah, we want to follow you. He says, well, if you want to follow me, you've got to deny yourself. You've got to take up your cross and you've got to follow me. And I'm thinking about Rachel, uh, PR guru extraordinaire, thinking, no, Jesus, this is not what you say when you have got traction, when people are starting to follow you, when people are starting to like what you're saying, what you don't say, Jesus, to to build your Instagram following is, if you want to follow you, if you want to be in my crew, you've got to deny yourself, you've got to take up your cross, and you've got to follow me. That is a PR disaster. To those who wanted to follow him then, and to those of us who want to follow him now, no one could accuse him of not being honest. Brutally honest. If you want to follow me, if you want to step into the slipstream, if you want to know this life, the word we talked about before, zoe, which is, just means abundant life, life in all its fullness. We haven't got an English word that fully summarizes all that it is. But if you want to know that, if you want to step into that, it is going to cost you everything. Everything. It is going to cost you Everything. We read words like, deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me. And we think, oh, that's noble. The hearers in the first century wouldn't have thought that. There would have been gasps. There would have been shocked. They wouldn't have heard, you know, well, it's my cross to bear. This thing, you know, this difficult, this is my cross to bear, which is what we've, we've made this cross to bear a noble aspiration a noble thing. They would have heard terrorist. They would have heard rebel. They would have heard insurgent because the only people who carried their cross in that culture were people who had rebelled against the empire and had been sentenced to die. They had so challenged the status quo, they had so moved against the ideology of the empire that they had been sentenced to be executed. And Jesus is saying, if you're willing to be an insurgent, you will know a life that is far bigger, far greater, so much more glorious than you could ever imagine. You won't just know life in all its fullness. It will outrun you. It will overtake you. It will swallow you up. And Jesus is invo- was inviting them and he's inviting us to join this insurgency. The thing about an insurgency is it's not, you can't kind of be an insurgent. You either are an insurgent or you're not. 
It's all or nothing. It's do or die. It will cost you everything. But you will gain everything. Your soul will come alive in a way you can't even begin to imagine. If you're willing to join this insurgency against the empire, to rebel against the empire, events against the status quo, against the prevailing worldview. It's actually about saying yes, not saying no. I don't know about you. I want to be known by what I'm for rather than what I'm against. We live in a world increasingly that is polarized. Are you with us? Are you, are you against us? What are you against? Let's start with a list of things that we're against because that defines. I don't want to be known like, by that. I want to be known by what I'm for, and therefore I'm for that, so that's, that, that, that's not an issue for me. I'm for that, so I put that to one side. I'm for that, so I put that to one side. But I am for things. Jesus is for things. Anybody who tells you Jesus is against things doesn't know Jesus and they haven't read their Bible. He is for things. The culture that we live in is, well, when you see an advert on television, it tells you if you have this, your life will be better. If you buy this, your life will be better. If you do this, your life will be better. What it isn't saying is if you do this, your life will be worse and it might cost you everything. Buy this deodorant and your friends won't talk to you anymore. You'll lose your job. Oh, if you use this toothpaste, wow, my goodness, they'll stone you in the streets. So what does it look like to live as part of this insurgency, to join this insurgency. Well, you were given a life to spend. All of us are spending our lives on something. All of us are spending our lives on something. My life, your life, was made for more than just spending on ourselves. Life was made for more. I don't want to get to the end of my life and think, wow, that's great. I spent my whole life on myself. I want to get to the end of my life and look at the long trail of people behind me who have been impacted because I chose to spend my life on something bigger, something greater, something more. That I wanted to spend my life on the kingdom of God and on loving other people. That is what I want the end of my life to look like. To be clear, spending your life on the kingdom of God and on other people doesn't mean moving to Africa necessarily. It means taking the insurgency with you wherever you go, releasing the insurgency wherever you are. It's not just about big grand gestures, it's about a thousand small ones, a million small things. It means when you're sat in a lecture hall at university or you're sat in a, the dining hall at school or you're outside the school gates and you're chatting to a group of friends, and you see someone on their own who other people don't talk to, and you either invite them into the discussion, or you leave the discussion you're in, and you go and join them, you have become an insurgent, and you have begun to usher in a different kind of kingdom. It means when you choose to look and see the best in somebody rather than the worst in somebody, you have become an insurgent, and you have begun to usher in a different kind of kingdom. It means when you speak well of someone, when other people are not speaking well of them, you have become an insurgent and you have begun to usher in a different kind of kingdom. 
It means when you pay it forward and you're at the drive-thru and you pay for the, 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 the person in the car behind you's meal and then drive off and they don't know who you are. You have become an insurgent and you have begun to usher in a different kind of kingdom. When you say to the person in the queue behind you at the coffee shop, I'd love to buy you a coffee, they say why and they say no reason. And you say no reason. You have become an insurgent and you have begun to usher in a different kind of kingdom. When you get on the train, when you get to the train early at Waterloo after a long day of work and you are exhausted and you've got your seat and someone walks in and they look like they need your seat more than you do and you give them your seat, you have become an insurgent and you have ushered, begun to usher in a different kind of kingdom. When you give up time to support a colleague even though your work is maxed out, you have become an insurgent and you have begun to usher in a different kind of kingdom. When you decide to mentor somebody in work or out of work, you have become an insurgent and you have begun to usher in a different kind of kingdom. When you refuse to bow to peer pressure and bend the rules or do something that is slightly unethical at work, you have become an insurgent and you have begun to usher in a different kind of kingdom. When, you're having a, when you have a friend who is having a difficult time and you say, do you know what, I'd love to pray for you, even though that, that, that feels awkward, you have become an insurgent and you have begun to usher in a different kind of kingdom. When you give your bonus or part of your bonus to charity or to church, you have become an insurgent and you have begun to usher in a different kind of kingdom. When you tell someone you went to church when they ask you what you did at the weekend, you have become an insurgent and you have begun to usher in a different kind of kingdom. When you give someone a lift home at the end of collective, even though you're exhausted and all you're thinking about is bed, you have become an insurgent and you have begun to usher in a different kind of kingdom. When you book a night slot in the prayer room, even though like me, like I, I need my sleep, I'm hopeless without sleep, I start putting clothes in the oven, I start putting the kettle in the fridge, I need my sleep. When you book a prayer slot in the middle of the night at cost to yourself, you have become an insurgent and you have begun to usher in a different kind of kingdom. When you join the worship team, which means getting here at 7 o'clock in the morning to set up so that the rest of us can worship, you have, on your day off, your one morning where you get to sleep, and you have become an insurgent and you have begun to usher in a different kind of kingdom. When you lead a collective on top of having a full-time job or a youth collective, or you turn up on Sunday to help with the children, you have become an insurgent and you have begun to usher in a different kind of kingdom. I am here because an insurgent shared their faith with me. One of my friends um, got a bonus, and he was talking to his uh, wife about you know, where they went on holiday. And he, uh, and he came home one day, and his wife said, oh, we, I booked the holiday, and he said, where are we going? And she said, we're not going anywhere. But that family are going somewhere. And they gave, she gave their holiday to another family who hadn't been on a holiday for a while. Another one of my friends, um, he got a bonus and he was thinking about, buying, he's really into his cars and he bought a, he was, he'd all set up to buy a sports car. That's what, go figure. But anyway, there we go. And he, uh, and he decided not to do that. He felt challenged and convicted because he's an insurgent. So he paid for a hospital to be built in Kenya. He bought a school bus for a school in Nigeria. And he gave money to a project working with kids and young people involved in knife crime in London. Because he's an insurgent. Because when he does that, he begins to usher in a different kind of kingdom. 
when Jackie is walking through hospital on a daily basis and chooses to be kind and let kindness reign over uh, timetable and schedule, she becomes an insurgent and she ushers in a different kind of kingdom. When Tim is sat behind his computer typing away doing numbers, he's an accountant, and he chooses to do the right thing and be honest and straight up and tell the truth, he becomes an insurgent and he ushers in a different kind of kingdom. There's a man called Gibbo who worked for Gordon Selfridge, the guy who founded Selfridges. And um, this phone call came into the office and um, Gibbo answered it and he said, oh, it's whoever it was. And Mr. Selfridge said, tell him I'm busy. And Gibbo said, tell him yourself and gave him the phone. He was insurgent and he ushered in a different kind of kingdom. He also became the most trusted person in Selfridges. How could you be an insurgent where you are? How could you begin to usher in a different kind of kingdom? Because when Jesus says, if you want to follow me, you need to take up your cross, you need to deny yourself, and you need to follow me, it is the biggest, boldest invitation any of us will ever receive. It won't just change our lives. It will change other people's lives. It will change families' lives. It will change communities' lives. It will change cities. It will change nations. And it will change the world. And when you do that, you find like my friend did when he, he did this stupid thing. He was in Wagamama. Someone walked into the restaurant. He was really grumpy in a really bad mood. He was rude to everybody. My friend saw him and thought, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to become an insurgent this morning. Uh, this, this afternoon, he, bought, he, bought, he went to pay for his own meal and he said to the waitress, um, I'd like to pay for that man's lunch. And she looked at him and said, why? He's hor- he looks horrible. And my friend said, exactly. He said, he didn't walk out the street. He walked out the street, uh, he walked out of Wagamama's in Covent Garden and ran up and down the street going, whoa, that was amazing. That was a-. He said he felt so alive doing that. When we do these things, when we become an insurgent, we encounter that life. We know that life. We release that life. If you want to follow me, if you want in, if you want to know life in all its fullness, you must deny yourself. You must take up your cross. You must follow me. What does it profit you to gain everything, yet lose yourself? Let's stand together. I said to Joel earlier, I'm so glad he got the memo. <laughs> Mike. So the band are just going to play quickly, and um, let's just be still for a minute. Mike's going to take over in a sec, but let's just be still. I recognize this isn't the sort of, well, this is, it was a little bit different. Let's just let it settle in. Heavenly Father, thank you that you are here. Thank you for this radical, incredible, life-changing, life-giving invitation that flies in the face of everything our culture tells us. Thank you, Lord, for...
my friend who decided that the promotion wasn't worth the cost, that he felt called first to be a husband, well, first a follower, then a husband, then a dad. And the amazing promotion that would have meant a whopping pay increase and travel all over the world. He said, no, the insurgent in me says, family first. Thank you for my friend Phil, Paul, my friend Paul, who gave up a, a job, essentially earning other people's money, nothing wrong with that, to invest in the lives of young people. Thank you for my friend Misty, who gave up an amazing career to invest in the young people of Guildford. Thank you for Richard and Tim and Simone and Andy who have crazy full-time jobs and yet are helping us as a church find a building. Help us, Father, to choose to be insurgents. Thank you for Simon and Claire giving up their time to invest in marriage and in the marriage course. Thank you for the way that Mick and Lynette give so much of their time supporting people. Thank you for the guys and ladies behind me who got up early so that we could worship you. Thank you that Mark's cycling crazy miles to raise money for a charity committed to supporting young people. for Christian who's given up the best part of his recent career to be involved in rescuing and rehabilitating those involved in or caught up in human trafficking. Thank you for Anne who is an incredible mum investing in her kids.
each one an insurgent. Thank you, Lord, in this room we are. I am surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, insurgents, rebels against the empire. 